morning. I'm Dorothy Forbes, a professor with the Faculty of Nursing at the University of Alberta in Edmonton, Canada, and I'm a former associate editor with the Evidence-Based Nursing Journal. I am pleased to introduce Dr. Roberta Di Donato, who is affiliated with Experimental Cognitive Psychology at the Memorial University of Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. And she will discuss a commentary titled, Community Dwelling Older Adults with Hearing Loss Experience Greater Decline in Cognitive Function Over Time Than Those with Normal Hearing. And this commentary was written by her colleague, Dr. Amy Supernot, and herself. Initially, I'm wondering how you became interested in age-relating hearing loss. Well, I'd have to say that uh, most likely this interest arose from my clinical background in both audiology and speech-language pathology. As a clinician, I've been interested in aging and communication issues for probably more than 30 years now. Um, And as a clinician working with patients with hearing loss, it was natural for me to be interested in how those age-related declines in hearing for the older adult influenced how they communicated and uh, how it impacted on their cognitive abilities, always with an eye towards strategies for intervention. And so when I pursued my doctoral studies under Dr. Serpernot, it was logical for me to then want to investigate Uh, myself, how might these individuals with hearing loss, particularly the types that are related to age-related changes, how might that influence some aspects of their cognition? And specifically, in my research, it was on memory. Great. Okay, very interesting. I um, do very much um, agree that having a clinical background that sort of stimulates your research interest um, is really important, and having that uh, clinical experience is very valuable in the kind of work that you will be doing. So I just wondered what you felt were the strengths of Lynn and All's study. Right. There were many strengths in this prospective observational study. Uh, first and foremost, I have to say, is that they measured hearing and cognition very precisely, and they used the World Health uh, Organization's standard for definition of what hearing impairment is and then standardized and normed uh, validated cognitive metrics as well. They had a very large biracial sample uh, of participants and they controlled for many of the covariates that were identified that may contribute to both cognitive compromise as well as hearing loss, diabetes and vascular disease specifically. And these were then considered uh, in their analysis of their data when uh, they were looking for the relationship between hearing and cognition. They also investigated many aspects of this relationship, not only just the rate of decline, but the magnitude of that cognitive decline and the degree of hearing loss and how that related to the magnitude of that decline. One thing that I I should say, you know, and and this is not speaking to the strengths, but to some degree the limitations, I think um, the limitations of the study are really as a result of the type of study that it is. As a prospective observational study, 
it's going to be looking for associative relationships. And it's, it's a very, very important first step to understanding possible underlying factors that could contribute to cognitive decline in older adults. But it is important to note that it, it does not imply a causal relationship, and I think that's something that always has to be emphasized when people read studies like this, that, that it's not inferring that this is a causal relationship, that hearing loss causes cognitive compli- uh, decline, excuse me, but it, there is a relationship that needs to be investigated as potentially being a causal relationship. You know, a very important point. I wonder then what you felt were the um, important findings and where, from your clinical perspective, were they um, clinically significant? Absolutely. First off, the study established an independent relationship between age-related hearing loss and cognitive decline and that those with age-related hearing loss had a 24% increased risk of incident cognitive impairment over the time of their study, the six-year time course, with that rate of decline being somewhere between 30 and 40% faster, depending on which of the cognitive metrics was was investigated. Um, And this was happening even when other variables or factors that may have contributed to this relationship like vascular disease and depression being removed from the equation, um, the findings still remain significant. Even when the older adults that were more severely impaired from a hearing loss standpoint and a cognitive standpoint, when they were removed from the equation, the findings remain significant. So these findings point to a, a robust association between hearing loss and cognitive compromise in the older adult, and that even the mild to moderate hearing loss is related to a faster rate of cognitive decline when measured with both an auditory verbal type cognitive test as well as a nonverbal cognitive metric. So these are very significant in the aspects of how we should look at our older adult patients who come to us with either cognitive impairment, apparent cognitive impairment, and or hearing loss. Yes, yes, they really are important findings. Considering, you know, the aging of our population and the incidence, increased incidence proportionally of those with dementia. So I'm wondering, from your perspective, what are the practice and policy implications based on these findings? Some application immediately for not only geriatric care, but for promotion of hearing health uh, for healthy aging. I would say policies that would suggest screening adults for sensory perceptual impairments, hearing for sure, uh, but not just hearing, vision as well, um, starting in midlife um, with earlier interventions than what is in common practice today. It's not uncommon that even older adults who go to their family doctor, for example, with age-related hearing loss complaints are told that their hearing is not bad enough to warrant investigation or intervention, and that even sometimes the individual themselves may express to their family doctor or their practitioner that they feel their hearing is just fine, but this is often due to 
the incipient nature of hearing loss. Uh, it's, it's gradual, and the person isn't always aware of what they are missing, um, and then they're having to actively fill in for what they thought they heard. So uh, a policy and an awareness that um, hearing loss could be related to a cognitive decline in a causal way, not to suggest that this study shows that, but that it could be, would suggest that earlier intervention and earlier identification of those with hearing loss is, is critical because we, we're wanting to mitigate some of the, the hypothesized consequence of this perceptual loss on their cognitive abilities. I was interested in their finding that they did not find a significant relationship with use of hearing aids did not appear to be significantly effective in, in um, you know, the level of cognition. The authors did try to justify that, but I'd appreciate from your experience, you know, have you found hearing aids to be, to make a difference, I guess, to improve their hearing and consequently improve their cognition? Right. I guess the way that I would answer that question first off is the individual who pursues a hearing aid after they have been diagnosed with a hearing loss is often, unfortunately, not using that hearing aid always to the the best of the hearing aid's ability and in ways that would allow them to benefit the most from it. And one aspect of that is, is that they're Hearing aids are not like eyeglasses in the sense that you put them on and you just see that much better. Yes, hearing aids amplify the sound and it can be customized very specifically to the individual's uh, audiometric profile, the shape of their hearing uh, loss. But it does require a bit of learning how to use the hearing aid, learning how to hear sound again, learning how to hear speech again. And so it's not just an easy fix where someone puts on a hearing aid and and gets the most benefit from it. So there's an adjustment period. And there's education and counseling that comes around that adjustment period for the person to be able to feel comfortable wearing the aid and for that individual to be able to communicate in their everyday uh, world uh, in a way that they're getting the input of that information the way that it should be. Older adults, in addition to having acuity loss, also have difficulty with processing uh, of the sound input. And that sound input, it sounds faster to the older adult than to the younger adult as a general rule. The other aspect is that the input of the sound is um, more difficult to pick out from the background noise. And so a hearing aid doesn't correct for those two aspects, the, 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 the sound sounding faster necessarily and the filtering out the background noise. Now, modern hearing aids are doing better and better with that, but they still don't restore the hearing to uh, the young individual with normal hearing ability. And so it's, it's work to listen through a hearing aid, and it takes a bit of an adjustment period. And so the the individuals in the study that 
were using hearing aids or not using hearing aids, the method of capturing that information wasn't um, precise enough to know uh, these people have hearing aids, but are they using them and are they using them maximally that would then show a benefit to their cognitive abilities. So what other research do you think is needed in this area? Where do we go from here? Well, as Dr. Lin points out in his um, and his colleagues point out in the article, really the the critical research that needs to be done uh, and that is being done currently is investigating what are the mechanisms that explain this relationship between hearing and cognition. You know, he has established, uh, he and his colleagues have established this associative relationship. But the questions that still need to be answered are how are they related and what mechanism is operating that contributes to this relationship? And then most importantly, from a practitioner standpoint, what can we do about it? You know, can we slow the cognitive decline by improving the hearing health of the older adult is really the question. Now, in addition to can we slow the cognitive decline, what is the most efficacious methods to improve the hearing abilities of older adults? And then the timing of that intervention, as I suggested with the policy earlier intervention or at least earlier identification of a, a progressive hearing loss would be critical if timing is an issue. Again, knowing and understanding what the mechanism is underlying that relationship would then inform the method and the techniques and the design of further research. If we're looking for causal mechanisms, one hypothesized causal mechanism is an effortfulness hypothesis, which indicates that it's this age-related hearing loss resulting in a degraded message that creates effort in deciphering or decoding what the message is that's coming in, and then the individual, the older adult, is having to use, it's coming at the cost of those cognitive resources for for understanding that interferes with then encoding that information into their memory, for example. Um, and that's the type of research that I did in my doctoral dissertation, looking at that effortfulness component and what can we do to make listening less effortful. Great. So if listeners were to take away one key message from this podcast, what would it be? Assuming that the listener is a healthcare provider, I would say when we're managing the older adults' healthcare, if we notice an apparent hearing loss or an apparent cognitive decline, we should look further for indeed they may have both since these things often go hand in hand and um and as the study demonstrated they're highly associated but also note that the older adults poorer functional performance on tasks of daily living that require cognitive abilities may be due to an interaction between their hearing loss and their cognitive compromise and that you know earlier management of that of hearing loss may potentially have a positive consequence on cognitive performance. Well, I want to thank you very much, Roberta, for your contribution. It's been very insightful, and you're obviously very knowledgeable on this area and just beginning your career in, in research. 
So I wish you all the best because much work needs to be done in this area, obviously, and with much um, potential to um, enhance the quality of life of older adults. So thank you. Yes, thank you very much.